Hey everybody, welcome to During Business Hours. My name is Christopher, and this is Israel with Ad Central. Hey, how you doing today? Hey man, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me to, uh, today uh, and you know talking the show. Appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. You're on the East Coast, no? I'm on the East Coast. I'm in DC area. How's DC doing? Uh, it's not bad. I mean, it's you know nice out here. Good weather. Finally, kind of getting to that fall mood. So not bad. I got a big budget over there. So <laughs> they keep it clean. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen our content. My biggest complaint with California right now is the way they're treating the homeless over the the everyday citizens. And uh, it, it's getting pretty bad to where we've had our home vandalized once and we've had a break in once by a homeless. Uh, no, I would say a drug addict over a homeless, but turns out he was living on the streets. And it's been crazy. They just, they refuse to do anything about it. Like they are held to a different standard than most of the everyday citizens. So it's getting nuts. Where, where do you come from? Where, where's your home? So I am originally from Mexico. Um, I'm from the South. Uh, I'm from the Yucatan Peninsula. There's a city there called Merida, which is like the, the capital of that uh, state. And, uh, moved to the states in 2010 for grad school um i am uh, an electrical engineer and then i went to biomedical engineering into electrophysiology uh and uh i did i think four years of my phd and uh it kind of like ran along with my shop for like a year uh and you know i decided to make the move so closed my master's degree left the phd undone and uh and yeah so that's you know brief history <laughs> well so okay now i'm really interested because that's not that's not something that you've said we we know each other in the cell phone repair groups and what you do at ad central because you're yep. multifaceted with that alone we'll get into it thanks man. but so you are an electrical engineer with a master's yeah why are you yeah. in the business of cell phones? Um, so I'm an entrepreneur by heart. Um, uh, both my parents are uh, business professors. And uh, funny thing is that, you know, one of the careers that I wanted was business and they encouraged me not to. <laughs> they said, you know, your, your business acumen uh, should be enough, you know, and you know, like when you kind of work along with uh, another major, I think that, you know, that would be more powerful kind of thing. So, uh, you know, of course, coming from a Mexican culture where, you know, your dad has that like strong arm and <laughs> you don't have an option to say no, yeah. uh, which I'm grateful for. Um, you know, I ended up going that route, but I started my first business when I was 16. Um, so, like? uh, it was, it was fun. So I started by, uh, tutoring. So I did, you know, tutoring on math, physics, chemistry, and English. So, you know, I would have kids come over um, at my house and I would, you know, tutor, I would charge per the hour and it kind of like slowly outgrew <laughs> uh, me and my space. So, you know, we, uh, at the end, like, you know, we had a team that essentially, uh, I don't know, man, we would have 50, 60 kids every day on Monday, like from Monday to through Friday. And then Saturdays we would do, uh, you know, uh, prep for like college exams and things like that. Um, so it was, 
tutoring. It was kind of messy. Yeah, tu- tutoring leads into what you're doing now because you're you're teaching or training, but you're you're essentially doing the same teaching through the multi marketing, right? Uh, yeah, central marketing. So you're you're teaching everyone else how to sell their business in a way, just on a grander scale, I might add. At the what you're doing with that central is nuts, man. I applaud you. We, Thanks. I've seen so many companies that have promised what you're doing in ways that you're doing it, but so fantasy like. Oh no, this is what it's going to build. It's going to become, and what we're going to do in a few years, and then never to be heard from again when they get their capital. It's always fun. There's a lot of dreamers in the groups. Um, yeah, I think I think we're all a bunch of dreamers. You know, it's just uh, that's the entrepreneurship spirit. You know, like that's we we see something, we have a vision, and we kind of go after it. I, I see it so much differently. Uh, for me, most of the entrepreneurs that I've run across in my uh, career, hustlers. You know, people who are they they toe the line of the the schemer to planner. You know, and they're and especially in California, everyone wants to be the entrepreneur. But it's the people who tell the line of like, you're going to do this with the correct morals, the correct way of doing business, that they're like, oh, no, I could do I could make money a million ways, but they choose to do it the right way. And those are the ones that succeed because, you know, in the cell phone industry, you could say you're using OEM parts, not use OEM parts. You could sell them a used thing and it's not really new, so on and so forth. And there's people that do that. But uh, there's a lot of the mall kiosks, as you're aware of there, everything is original. Um, yeah i I think there's not um it's kind of interesting you know that you say that i think that uh a good formula is uh always thinking long term you know there's nothing short term whatsoever and when you have i think that long-term vision uh it greatly helps you know to not like you said like not going around you know cutting corners or anything like that so I believe in it so much, I tattooed it on my body. It says, I don't know if you can say this, but without a goal, you can't score. Wow. Yeah. I like that. It's, uh, and then the year after I tattooed it, I started watching Casey Neistat on YouTube. And this guy had it tattooed on him for 20 years previous. And I was like, now everyone's going to think that I got it because of him. And so... <laughs> Sure enough, six months after I got the tattoo, somebody commented on the Instagram post and was like, Casey Neistat follower. I'm like, eh, no, I appreciate it though. That's good. <laughs> so how'd you, what made you, you came directly here for studying for college? For grad school. For grad school. And so what, yeah. what was that like? Was it a stark difference from Mexico? Not uh, entirely. I think that, um, you know, I, I, I was kind of like, especially high school and college, I was like very into uh, academia, you know, like I was, uh, uh, I, I'm a big nerd, I would say. <laughs> I was a uh, part of like the math, chemistry, physics uh, team for my school <laughs> to go and, you know, compete and so forth. And um, I was in the robotics club. So it was a fairly smooth transition uh, coming here as, as, as far as like school goes obviously everything outside of school was different you know uh, i didn't have any family or i didn't even have a car man so someone actually gave me uh, bought me a bicycle <laughs> and that's how i would just go you know from like my my uh like from my house to to college every day it wasn't far you know but it was a it was a very different uh aspect of life because i came from 
you know, having my own businesses to school, being on a budget, you know, and <clears throat> I think that's, you know, over time that kind of built up. Right. And I was like, I'm kind of ready to, uh, to do something again, you know? So, um, one of my uh, now wife's uh, friend, uh, she had a broken three GS. Um, and well, you know, back, back a little bit, uh, you know, I did tutoring, but I also, uh, worked for, a uh, like a, a repair center for Samsung when I was in Mexico. And it was kind of funny because I, 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 you know, I was an electrical engineer and my dad was like, well, you kind of need to learn more about it, you know, on the practical side. So I was like, all right, well, apply. Of course they didn't, you know, take me in. I didn't know anything, but I, I went there and I was like, what happened? What about if I just work free? You know, like I'll just be here and work for free, you know, <laughs> and, and they couldn't say no. So, um, thankfully, you know, my tutoring, uh, aspect of things kind of paid for my gas and my car and things like that. So I was able to learn and, uh, and that kind of helped me, you know, have that like technical, technical background. So when I saw that and I asked her, I was like, well, how much are they charging you? And it was like, <clears throat> I don't know, but I want to say it was like a hundred dollars or so. I was like, well, I found the part on eBay. So if you want to buy it and you uh, let me keep the little tools, you know, the little like screwdrivers yeah. and <laughs> spudgers and so forth. I was like, I'll, you know, I'll do it for that. So obviously she happily did, you know, I got it, I got it done. And I was like, that was easy. You know, um, and I asked her, I was like, wait, how much are they charging you again? You know, like <laughs> this is kind of crazy. Um, so she told me and I was like, there's no way. And, you know, so that really kind of like, you know, uh, I was like, well, this is a good opportunity, right? Like, oh, yeah. what if I do Craigslist ads, you know, because they're free. I'm a, I'm a broke student. <laughs> I'll remember the good days where you could post oh, my gosh. 50 a day with no flags. And uh, it was awesome. <laughs> all, I was so, out of my uh, apartment. Uh, when I started doing the 3GS, the iPhone 4 had just been released. And yep. I did the same thing. Hey, buy the part, bring it to me. At the time, I had a negative balance on my bank account because I had just gotten sober off of drugs. And so long story there. But Long story. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm a former heroin addict, uh, 10 years sober. But the nice. fun, Congrats. you know, idle hands, devil's worship. Uh, I needed to stay busy. But iPhones and Samsung's did that for me. It was, I had everything worked on them 24 seven, but I kept all those tools from what I would tell people, Hey, let me keep the little tools. Mm -hmm. I'll charge you 20 bucks. And it just yeah. farmers markets, farmers markets, Craigslist ads for free. I had people at my apartment at 3 AM showing up after the drunken hour breaking <laughs> their phones. So I understand that hustle. Yeah. The good old days yep. we call them. The, yes. So you went from doing that in Mexico coming here, grad school, busted your butt. Why didn't you go into electrical engineering? Why'd you so, transfer directly to? You know, I was, I was doing these repairs, uh, mostly on Saturdays, uh, because, you know, I, I was a grad student, so I had to teach a class. I had to take classes, I had to research. Right. So I would always schedule everything from like, you know, early morning to whenever I finished to the point where I, I literally started at seven in the morning on Saturday until, you know, late <laughs> and uh, it started eating on that sunday you know um and uh 
And I started like, you know, like I was keeping track of my numbers and so forth. And, uh, you know, when you are in that like school uh, environment, when someone graduates, they obviously share, right? Like, hey, I got this job at, you know, all these big, you know, biomedical um, just uh, companies. And I would always ask, you know, how much are you making or how much do they offer? And they would share with me. And I was like, dang, like if I have to keep studying, to get less than what I would make doing phones, that is that is that is hard, you know. I understand. <laughs> um, I see people talking now. I think uh, so. There was a governor that came out and was like, four years of school, straight out, eighty grand a year, or straight into trucking at one hundred and twenty thousand. That's a decision yeah. you have to make on your own. And I've tried to tell people when I started doing phones. It's a decision you got to make for what's best for you, whether you want to go to college or not. Because I've done consulting in the past one on one with people, other business owners. And the thing that people are always struggling with is that they have this minimum idea of what to make daily in their head. Everyone sees those. I want to make $200 a day to make 100000 a year. I want to make $500 a day to make seven fifty, so on and so forth, or a million dollars a year. And uh, it's not focusing on the numbers, but on the amount of turnover you can get for yourself with as minimal uh, harm to your body and mind, because you need <laughs> to continue this for years and years to come. You, know, you gotta keep working, you gotta live, so to speak. Um, so you, yeah. you made the decision to transfer your, your roadmap, so to speak. What happened with the electronics? How did you get to Ad Central? Man, uh, it's a <laughs> it's a longer story, but um, in short, basically, um, I went into uh, you know once I had the the repair. Uh, well, finally, I opened a repair shop. You know, and we kind of grew to like more you know more than one repair shop. And uh, accidentally, I got into refurbishing because, you know, that was a uh, cost of goods that I wanted to kind of remove from a PL. And uh, I ended up going to China, uh, learning refurbishing and uh, getting the equipment. And I don't know if you ever heard about STS parts. Yes. But that was essentially my next gig, right? So we did a lot of refurbishing, uh, selling equipment. Uh, we did micro soldering training. Um, that's what and, I knew, that's what I knew them from was the microsoldering training when I was de debating in tw I think it was 2016 of taking a course. So that's a few years ago. But um, yeah. so you went from did you when you did SDS did you start with the refurbishing or was it refurbishing and deciding what you were removing from your profit and loss statement? So. Most people, like for me, I was trying to decide, was I going to go into refurbishing or learn microsoldering? So I went refurbishing and then had a shipment of all my components go, uh, what was it, seized by customs. So I was uh -huh. like, okay, I got to wait for that refund. And then I battled, battled for that and went into soldering instead. So luckily, but um, <laughs> some people have that debate of what's the roadmap or what decision you're going to make because nobody's going to tackle all that at once but it sounds like you mm -hmm. did on accident yeah yeah it was uh very accidental how everything happened man um 
you know, how we got into selling the machines and people, you know, I was teaching how to do this on, on YouTube. Uh, and obviously people were reaching out to us, you know, wanting to buy these machines and supplies, wanting to come to training. So it just kind of like, you know, everything, everything worked out. Um, and, uh, we, we did, you know, then we moved to micro soldering. We did the micro soldering training at CTIA. Uh, and then, you know, that refurbishing, uh, kind of like stopped for a little bit because of the aftermarket screen. So we, we had to, you know, move over and sell parts. Um, and, uh, you know, we were, we were growing fairly fast. I mean, like we could not keep stock on hand. So we, you know, if we get a shipment, Monday morning, it'll be gone by the end of the day. So, you know, we were struggling to keep, you know, uh, all these stores, uh, with parts. So finally, and you know, we ended up kind of like pulling, uh, some of my friends and, you know, we were five, six, uh, guys that were, you know, that they were investing into this. And then finally we got the investment that we kind of waiting for, but, you know, didn't go away. Um, it was, it was hard. Uh, that was basically one of the hardest, uh, you know, falls that I've had just because everything was, was going so well, you know, with all the sales and everything, but there were parts of the business that, you know, I wasn't watching and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we just grew very fast. Um, so from that point on, you know, I feel like, uh, one of the things that, uh, has been in, in my past has been just like be able to establish brands, you know, fast. And, uh, I kind of got into the marketing business consulting, um, and uh and you know that kind of rolled for for a little bit um and uh i joined mobile centrics um to to be part of like the team you know for uh administration stuff and you know helping with processes and so forth and uh it was just it was a hard part of my life just because you know i had just like gotten rid of sds parts i was kind of like trying to decide what do i do do i go to the corporate world or do I go back to owning my own business? You know, Saad and, uh, Walkers are, uh, good friends and they, they, they said, Hey man, why don't you come with us? You know? So I did for a little bit. And after a while, how hard you know, was that decision to, to close up SDS parts as a, as a business owner? Cause you had, as you said, people were invested into it. Were you the sole business owner or was it a co-op? You know, it was a co-op. Um, it was hard emotionally. Um, at that point, man, we were, uh, we were, we, we had a warehouse in the U S and Mexico. We were about to open UK. Uh, we had an office in China. So I was traveling, you know, I mean, most of the, most of the year and for my family, it was hard. Um, so <clears throat> when, when that was decided, I was fairly down. It, uh, I, I overworked myself. I was working 20, 22 hour days and, you know, there was a point where I couldn't like, I could barely walk. So it was, it was a teaching moment for me. Um, I could imagine I've, <laughs> I've never had someone with, uh, or had to deal with six locations at once, thankfully, but, uh, I, I, I don't envy you. That sounds like it would wreck your body. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it did. It literally did. <laughs> How'd your family, um, cause you've obviously recovered. You built yourself back up. You're, you quite a staple in the industry right now for the marketing and the automation that's, uh, sides of things. I didn't see that coming. The, the <laughs> idea now at central, for those who don't know, you do check-ins, you do screens. How do you characterize that type of marketing? Cause I always call it 
so, um, McDonald's screens or you know, <laughs> it's uh, digital signage, you know, uh, signage. that's what it is. We have sites um, and we have social media. So those are the four products that, um, that we have. You guys so I actually have a fifth one technically that is diagnostics for both diagnostic diagnostics, but that's, you know, a different kind of market. Uh, I was going to bring that up because what you guys do, you stole my business away from repair lift. Uh, I'm just going to say it. Um, <laughs> I, I got a quote after I had some bad experiences where I was spending a lot on Google ads, just a, a lot of money, not their fault. Google ads was starting to fail, but they transferred more to SEO. And so their SEO cost, because they have such a high margin of things is pretty high. So for me, I decided to go with a smaller person to run my ads and my SEO and to have you guys do the automation that they do the exact same thing, but they do it in a way where it's almost everything's branded as elegance over um, efficiency. It's supposed to be like, we're the best. We have so many people, so many teams, uh, but yours is so easy. It's click, paste, done automated just upload your logo and it's gone and i've not had one incidence incident of having the same content as someone local to me but i had that con that incident numerous times with repair lift so i'm very happy it's a great product oh, thank you man we uh as we grow you know we have uh definitely put some boundaries there and we continue to you know to really work on that. So I, I think exciting things are coming as far as that goes. Uh, and I think people are going to be excited about it. So <laughs> we certainly are. Did Ad Central come about through your collaboration with Waquez and everyone over there, Musa? Um, not necessarily, you know, like the idea, but um, they, you know, I definitely learned a lot being a mobile centric. So, uh, you know, they, they're great people. They're, they're very smart. So, um, you know, I had this vision and I just, you know, believed in it and I wanted to get it done. So I was like, Hey man, uh, you know, thank you for everything. And I, I'm ready to kind of move forward. Thankfully, uh, we still are, you know, we still do certain uh, things for mobile centric. So we still have that good relationship, you know, and it's good to kind of like, uh, catch up with them, you know, and, and talk business <laughs> yeah no it's sometimes when people end up leaving a, a space there's a little resentment for how you know fast people can go um now that you're how many stores are you guys serving because that's something we, you can say we we don't disclose that info uh and uh we we kind of have that as a policy now um but we we serve uh, a good number of stores <laughs> Would, and uh we moved would. away from from this industry uh which has been you know also very very cool so do you do strictly the cell phone industry are you guys moving out to yeah we, we we're moving out to other industries uh you know our platform um you know the vision of ad central really is how to automate everything from beginning to end you know and uh i think that uh people haven't quite uh grasped it yet but uh you know um the future is basically uh if you've used check-ins and you know the first thing you ask is like hey what is the customer name and then you plug in the phone um you'll be able to interrupt the tv and say hey brad you know do you know you need a battery replacement mm -hmm. you know 
And uh, because, you know, we host your site, uh, the, you know, booking appointment will be fed into check-ins, right? So all of these, uh, all of this automation uh, will come to a full circle very soon. And uh, we're just very excited about it. You know, like I, I think that that itself is a platform that if you wanted to do it for your store uh, with, a, you know, with a, a software company, it's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars, you oh, know, yeah. but <laughs> you can do that with a few clicks with us. And that idea is essentially, you know, being replicated over other industries uh, to where, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in a barbershop or it doesn't matter if you are in a, uh, a salon or whatever you're in, or you know, a coffee shop in Oklahoma. Shop. <laughs> yeah. I got a cousin so we, who owns we, uh, four shops that he would absolutely die for that software. Um, he's got three that he's currently building. So he has almost five. And uh, it's definitely something if you're outside of the cell phone industry, I'll, I'll put him in contact because <laughs> he's got hopes of having 70, 80 stores in a couple of years. So yeah. it would save him quite a bit. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's big part of uh, just a retail store life or a business, you know, just the technology that you're able to, to have is going to help you scale, you know, and people don't realize this, but, you know, as you grow more and more, uh, if you don't have a way to scale, you're going to be stuck. Right. So uh, I think that people that fully utilize at central today, uh, you know, have a, an advantage, a competitive advantage over someone who doesn't, you know? Um, so, you know, the fact that with the status, you can notify your customers. Uh, like that was one of my pet peeves, you know, like sometimes you, you know, the easy repairs, sure. You have the part, you replace it. That's great. You know, but when you come, when someone comes with a surface tablet and you have to order the part, you know, and then the eBay guy, you know, doesn't send it or whatever, uh, you know, it's hard to remember to call that specific customer. So we have a status, you know, where you can say, you know, uh, part is on the way and you can set it on check-ins to say every three or four days, send this text. Hey, we haven't forgotten about you. Uh, you know, your parts on the way. Uh, so even that little reminder, right. To be sent to the customer every three or four days is huge. Like, yes. I mean, it, it will save you. Uh, from an angry customer, you know, because he cannot tell you that you didn't send something to him. <laughs> uh, Before that, because we're, we're still uh, putting that to use, trying to get new text trained. Um, we saw something similar to that when we were working with Ubreak. They had a system where they would remind the tech who got the job to contact or update if it was ever pending for too long. So that's, I think I messaged you, I was like, man, this is a fantastic idea. Um, I don't know if you'd updated with the delete button yet. That was the only thing I had created some testers I needed to remove. Yeah, um, now you can you can archive it now. So, you know, it, it will be out of your way. What what struggles in the marketing space are you finding as a business versus like the cell phone industry itself and repairs? Because most of the cell phone industry, we can navigate or flip maneuver, so to speak, very gently mm -hmm. with new part. Uh, new tech or new customer, you know, one of the three can get changed out and everything solved. So <laughs> what, what uh, road bumps are you having, having a company like um, that? That's a good question. I think overall, I, I mean, honestly, you will be surprised the amount of people 
uh, even in our industry that struggle with technology. Uh, so, you know, that's a, that's one of the things that we're always kind of amazed, you know, be like, wow, like we still have to do, you know, some work here, like to improve our platform to make it where no one should have a pump. Right. And we are very aware of that. Um, <clears throat> I think that, uh, the major, uh, issue, if you will, is that, uh, we are not known right in other industries. Uh, as we are in the cell phone repair industry. So when, when we, when we on board, when we are trying to get a client, it will be a little harder than, you know, in our own industry. That, that's really the difference. But once, once people see what we're capable to, capable to do, like it's, uh, it's a non brainer. So it's, uh, you know, it's kind of encouraging. I found in previous businesses or ones that I'm still associated with, it's always better to go to the supplier and have the supplier sell you if you're selling something to, you know, a front end business. So say, like I mentioned, the coffee shop for my cousin, if you went to the roasters they buy from, and you're like, hey, we can automate everything for your customers. Boom, yeah. provide it that way, reach out the leads and it's customer service everywhere gets you word of mouth is much better than SEO in my opinion because nobody believes the ads nowadays it's yeah there's, there's so, so much, much everywhere that it's hard to say okay well ad central says they can do something versus well someone's got a demo and they know they can do it so mm -hmm. it makes it a little easier is there um because there's so many people coming to the cell phone industry now as you see in the groups is there anything as somebody who is you know, from outside of the U.S. that's done it, succeeded in a way, still killing it, that you'd want to say to those people, like, we're just starting out, especially nowadays with the 13s, the 14s, the media, the 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 challenges of marketing, how, how would you try and get them some wise advice? I think that, so um, we have that all the time, those kind of questions, right? And uh, it's kind of fun to be able to see people that are thriving and people that are not, you know, and there's a trend there. And usually the trend is that people are able to um, identify what the opportunities are, uh, you know, so device sales, you know, or accessories, uh, being able to track a little more of like what the attach rates are, you know, uh, they're a little more analytical about things. Um, so I would always, you know, encourage people to always measure an ROI. You know, it doesn't have to be very fancy, you know, like, oh, I need to like see my PLs to the detail, but I do need to understand, you know, uh, do I have the right people? And that's a big one, you know, are the right people like actually, you know, doing the sales are our ticket average, you know, is it where it should be? You know, am I buying uh, enough stock or am I over? stocking you know like all these things matter you know and it doesn't matter what industry you go into you're always going to run into the same issues as a business owner you know so um usually a good business owner will uh will be able to thrive in any industry um and i think that we are uh we need to see ourselves as a retail store and not as a repair store you know and uh, if you're paying for that retail space and you have that uh, that real estate and you have the marketing down and someone who can sell, think about like, hey, how can I, you know, improve my my revenue, you know? So 
Um, so yeah, I think there's a, a lot of opportunity still in this industry. And I think that it will evolve for sure. It'll evolve. That, that's great advice. Cause I, I recently, I, like I said to you before, I went to Oklahoma to finish up some things. And uh, on the way out there, there was a kid who was selling his store. I won't say names or anything, but I stopped by and um, I, I, I really, most people, for some reason, I'm noticing a trend where they don't, they don't keep an inventory list. They don't know what their margins on their prices are. They don't know uh, their stock analytics. They don't know when their last cost of goods was just nothing about it is technical. And so I was like, okay, well, get me an inventory sheet and give me your your um, your square list. I want to know because he uses Square uh, what your sales were, what your returns were. Let me see what the deposits were, and it just he had none of this information, and it was almost like he had let it go for a few years and expected a certain premium for what he had built. Yet yeah. I noticed he had never paid for advertising or any SEO work. And didn't have a website so i'm like so what am i buying I'm, <laughs> I'm buying your name and an empty store for a certain amount of money so i had unfortunately turned it down but i hope that what i had talked to him about while like why i wouldn't buy this business he had said if he didn't sell it he would probably try and rerun it or remanage it i'm hoping it sparks some some knowledge in the kid because he seems like he's a bit of a hustler go-getter he also wants to be a, a real estate agent, so best of luck to him either way. But it was a, yeah. a good flight. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, we learn from our mistakes. You know, yeah. I think that's the best, that's the best uh, thing. So even if you made a mistake, if you learn from it and recover, we're good. You know. <laughs> my, my problem is I never remember the technical terms of what I do. I just know how I track everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I misspeak a lot on. Uh, when I talk about, uh, you said ROI, and I'm like, oh, return on investment. That's that's not what I do with, oh, and I'm thinking to myself, that's, yeah, that's the wrong term for my stock and holdings. <laughs> so um, what's the goal for Ad Central? Give me a two-year plan and a 10-year plan. Um, we see ourselves as really automating retail stores. Um, you know, not only in store but outside of store right so any any anything where you need to interact with a with a client you know we will be there and we will take you know all the information that you have in order to convert that into a marketing side so even when you add photos before and after you know you'll be able to push that to your social media to your website your tv right so we're just helping uh streamlining all of these processes that usually are broken into you know if you know if i ha if i'm taking pictures before and after why would i have to take another picture to post to social media like i should be able just to take it right and send it off uh so you know small things like that will make a difference we have a couple more products that are coming on the pipeline that uh, i think people will be very impressed um and the idea is just to be able to provide technology to small businesses that's really our goal you know so when you were building sds and you were working with centrix after that What's the difference in your your mind or your headspace now that is different from then? Man, one, uh, I think a failure will teach you many things. 
<laughs> oh yeah. So, um, it definitely helped me with just being a little more patient, you know, not outwork myself like I used to, uh, even though sometimes I still struggle with that. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that uh, the, the vision that I have is way bigger than it used to be, right? Um, we are now talking always, you know, any internal conversation that we have at Central is how do we take, you know, over businesses or retail stores globally. And when I was at SES Parts, even though I was kind of thinking about it, like it was very, very localized. You know, we were not thinking, hey, how do we get into these Fortune 500 companies um, that, you know, that we now, you know, do. So <laughs> I think that's a major mind shift. Uh, and uh, just being able to learn how to bring talent to a table, uh, how to retain talent, you know, how to make sure that everyone is is happy and everyone has that vision that we're working towards. Uh, it's not only about, you know, us growing as, you know, personally, uh, financially, but it's everyone needs to grow, you know, so very, very different culture that we have at that Central than, you know, we used to at, at SES Parts. Uh, and I think that that is a major difference. What's your retirement goal for a family? Because you said you have a family, you got kids, right? Yeah, yeah, four kids. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, weekends a, are, are hectic. <laughs> I have two and I, I'm already at the mercy. I would consider myself a good dad, not a great dad, because what what is that? Um, and those people are like, I'm a fantastic dad. I'm like, there, there's no way to be a fan. You're always gonna let your kids yeah. down at something. So, and that's going to hurt much more when you put yourself on that pedestal. My father was, he was very stern, he's Native American. And so mm -hmm. everything was either the belt or the walk, you know, you, you got to do it in his way. If you walked his walk or you got the belt. Um, but I loved him. He was great. Uh, still in our lives, but, uh, definitely a different type of man now than he was when I was younger. Cause life has changed. But my when I ask you what your goal is for the future, a lot of people who have kids nowadays, they just assume that they're going to work forever. There's no idea of retirement. And so I'm starting to see the idea of the legacy of like wanting to be in my kids' lives a lot more. So I've stepped back from work seven days a week. Now I'm at five days and I'm still working long hours. So I cut the hours down and I'm trying to be home more often. Hence the move to Oklahoma. Um, but I, I see that your business is thriving. So how how is the home life? Uh, home life is is good. Uh, thankfully, you know um, I've been married for uh, eleven years, so it's, uh, it's <laughs> I'm thirty three. Dude, you look young. I'm thirty two, and I look fifty. <laughs> yeah, I'm obviously. I usually don't get that. I usually usually people think that I'm like forty. So. <laughs> oh. I thought you were. I got married young. I got I married Josh, young. Josh, so I, I figured, you know, if you guys are around the same age, you don't look so old, um, you know. But we haven't had that conversation. You don't just come out and ask, "Hey, how old are you?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Years, dang. But uh, yeah, we've been married for a long time, and uh, it's been now. It's 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 you know, way better than it used to be, right? Because 
she knows the entrepreneurial spirit. She never imagined that I was an entrepreneur when we got married, even though I said it. She was like, you know, when we when we met, you were, you know, gra a grad student, and I I always, you know, wanted the nine to five kind of job, you know, for you, <laughs> so you can be home and forget. But you know, that never happened. So, um, I think that what we what we believe uh, or what I believe is that I just uh, and this is kind of what I say openly, you know, in our meetings and so forth. Like, my dream is to see uh, everyone that is at Central's Kids to to be part of it. You know. Mm -hmm we are building our kids future and uh uh you know we definitely have certain guidelines and we push each other to you know stop working you know like you're done you're done like go with your family you know go to the gym or eat healthy um so uh we we do have that culture internally uh we use slack for communication because we don't want to be whatsapping or texting people where they feel obligated to respond you know so if they don't want to have slack on their phone that's fine. Like we don't, you know, we want you to respond when you are available there. Uh, and we want you to have a balanced life. So, um, there are obviously, you know, uh, times when we can't, when we're traveling, uh, we just came from Europe from like a two week trip. And then right after we turn around, we have to go to another conference. So that's hard. Right. But like, uh, you know, and it, it's kind of great when, when you really find talent that you don't have to worry about pushing them to work. It's the other way around. You have to push them to not work you know like stop like it's good don't feel bad to take a friday like we make ourselves like uh you just to think about it so if someone is off don't message him unless you truly need that person right so things like that uh really help um you know and even for me like uh you know they know that most weekends i'm off you know unless there's something going on there's a release going on something happened you know i will you know i i I go and, you know, we, I, I love, uh, doing sports or hiking or, you know, my kids rock climbing and things like that. So we, we are, we try, I try to spend time with them, you know, clear, outside yeah. of, uh, the weekly hectic life sometimes, even though I, I, I make myself try to stop and go read to my kids. Four kids. What's the, what's the ages on those? So the youngest is two years old and the oldest is seven. So they're all 18 months apart. <laughs> uh, um, um, I got a yeah. six-year-old and a two-year-old, and the, my six-year-old is my princess. I love yeah. her. I can do no wrong in my eyes. I'm telling you, she gets no talking, <laughs> no nose to the wall, no whoopings, no nothing. And uh, my two-year-old is bulletproof. I'm telling you, yeah, he could at this moment jump in front of a car, and I'm pretty sure the car would bounce off. He is <laughs> wild, um, and. <laughs> I, I, awesome. I couldn't imagine four children 18 months apart and doing that over and over. It would be so much more stress. And I'm already bad with time management. So <laughs> I could only imagine, man, you, you're going through it. That's a lot. That's well, my wife is uh, definitely a warrior. So she she is great. You know, she makes sure that uh, they they have food and they have clothes. <laughs> All, all the normal mothering stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good, man. I'm glad to see that you guys are doing so well. That's awesome. Uh, how would you, if you were in cell phone repair industry or say any other business that you were electrical manufacturing, how would you be doing or how do you think you would be doing not being in the industry you're in now? 
Um, well, I, I've always loved software and, uh, for so long I've said, you know, man, we need to do something with software until finally it happens. So, uh, I'm very happy where I'm at, but I think that I'm, um, I'm the kind of person that, uh, you know, you know, my, my, my brief history tells you that I would work, I would work myself to death, literally to outbeat anyone. So <laughs> I will, I will probably be very competitive in a corporate setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably be absorbed by it. So, um, I think at the end of the day, we just kind of have to like, remember, you know, what, what are we going to like, what's the, why, why do we do what we do? You know, uh, I think that's the, the best reminder that we have to set ourselves other than, you know, anything else that is happening because, you know, anything can happen to our businesses or anything like that. But, you know, what do you hold on to? That's the most important question. I say legacy, 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 you know, and a lot of people don't understand that until they have kids. You know, what are you leaving? What are you doing? What's the benefit? What's the, uh, what's the reward if you can't take it with you? I could die at any moment, you know, (laughs) leaving my children, my wife to fend on their own. Um, but that's the goal is to leave them with something. So, um, I appreciate you coming on here today, Israel. This has been great getting to know you a lot better. Hopefully everyone else who sees this gets to know you a lot better. I'm glad you're in a very happy position and you're doing smashing man. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what AdSense rule is, I'll leave some links in the comments below and, uh, the site links, the, uh, software is available for download now, if you don't know, and, uh, appreciate you coming on. Anything you want to say? No, I, I really appreciate this time, man. Uh, it's great to, you know, to talk with you. I think it's great. Like sometimes we kind of see each other or talk, you know, briefly, but like we've never spent time, you know, doing this and it's always fun. So uh, thank you so much for, for doing this. Man. I yeah, absolutely. It. I like getting a new perspective, giving people the idea there's a lot more than just Facebook out there. You know what I mean?